Hey, patrons, this is uh, Scoots, and this is uh, this uh, episode normally comes out to to $10 and up patrons. And this is just part of our uh, drive. Uh, and and here's the thing. You don't have to feel uncomfortable. But you already support the show. And if you support the show at a position you're comfortable with uh, and, and that fits your budget, that's awesome. And this is nothing about guilt or anything. But I, I'm pretty confident whether even if you don't support the show and you're listening to this, that you get somewhere between five and a thousand dollars of value every month out of sleep with me. Right. And of course, nobody's in that higher end position uh, unless you're listening gates. Uh, but uh, if so, it'd be more than a thousand for you. But it, uh, anyway, uh, where was I? Uh, uh, but, you know, if you if you're in a place where you feel like you could support the show, five dollars, ten dollars or twenty dollars a month comfortably. Or by uncomfortably saying, well, I'll eat one less uh, lunch out or well, order pizza, I'll make pizza at home. Uh, it would be a huge help to the show. Uh, and, but only something they say, well, I could do that over the next 12 months or the next eight months or whatever. So just think about it. Uh, uh, it'll help keep the show going. And it's, a, you know, just a value for value thing. And I'm asking now, really, <laughs> it's a circle back because I was too afraid to ask when I started the show. Well, I guess I didn't know better, uh, you know, and I only asked for a dollar and uh, I realized that, well, uh, uh, to keep the show going and sustainable, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know. You, you know what I mean? But like, so it's not easy for me to ask this and, 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 and to do it. Uh, but it, it is a thing. If you're in a position to do so and you feel like you get five, ten, twenty dollars or more, you say, well, I get a thousand dollars of value scoots, but I can afford ten bucks. You know, I will give up two more cups of coffee. I was doing five. I'll do ten. Uh, that's huge help. So thank you so much for listening, and uh, let's get on with the show. All right, everybody. I thought I'd do, uh, if you're new, it's been a little while since I've done one of these episodes. It's been not a super long time. Uh, like, uh, is uh, contacting uh, the, the Carol King-based algorithm that lives in my old iPod. Uh, but first, I thought I'd talk about Carol King and then br- briefly re-explain how, how uh, the, the other part of this stuff. Uh, but she, uh, yes, yeah, so let's just talk about Carol King real quick, because uh, I don't know if I have, uh, just in a factual way, from, from Wikipedia. Uh, so this is from Wikipedia. Carol King, born at uh, Carol Joan Klein, uh, February 9th, 1942. Uh, so our birthdays, our, our birthdays are plo- close together. Um, I think we may be the same so sign too. Uh, she's an American composer, singer, songwriter, most successful female songwriter of the latter half of the 19th century in the United States. 118 written or co-written pop hits on the Billboard uh, Hot 100 between 1955 and 1999. Uh, 61 hits charted in the UK. Uh, most successful female songwriter in the UK singles charts between 50, 1952 and 2005. Uh, her career began working with her uh, first husband, Gary Goffin. Uh, they wrote uh, two dozen chart hits, which have become standards uh, for numerous artists. Uh, she continued writing for other artists since then. Her success as a performer in her own right started in the 1970s when she sang her own songs, accompanying herself on piano in a series of albums and concerts. Her, her debut debut album was Writer, and she had a breakthrough to, uh, uh, with her album Tapestry in 1971. It was in the top 15, or top chart, top the U.S. album chart for 15 weeks and was on the chart for more than six years. Uh, Carol King's made 25 solo, solo, solo albums. Uh, Tapestry still holds the record for most weeks at, weeks at number one. Uh, she has a n- most recent one, is uh, Tapestry Live at Hyde Park. It came out in 2017. Didn't know the Sorry, sorry Carol. My, my apology. I mean, I owe you a lifetime of apologies. Uh, she's won four Grammy Awards, is in the Singer-Songwriters Hall of Fame. Oh, no, just the Songwriters Hall of Fame. I, I mean, I would create one for her to be in, in if necessary. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, uh, Library of Congress, Gershwin Prize, uh, Kennedy Center Honoree. Uh, so a lot of amazing things. Uh, she was born in Manhattan. Her mother was a teacher, her father a firefighter. 
is a lot of stuff. Of, let's see. Uh, began kindergarten when she was four, but went straight to second grade because uh, of a facility with words and numbers. James Madison High School. Uh, she had a band called the Cosines. Man, I didn't realize this either. It makes me love you even more, Carol. Uh, worked with, uh, made demo, rec- de- de- demo records with her uh, friend Paul Simon, $25 a session. Her first recording was The Right Girl. It was released in 1958 by ABC Paramount. Uh, she attended Queens College where she met Gary Go- Jer- Jerry Goffin. Excuse me, Jerry. And Neil Cicada also had dated Carol King when they were when he was in high school. Uh, he had a hit in 1959 with "Oh Carol." Uh, G- Go- G- Goffin uh, wrote a playful response, "Oh Neil." Uh, let's see what else. Uh, after writing the Shirelles Billboard hit "Will You Love Me Tomorrow." Uh, they, they, Goffin and King gave up their daytime jobs to, to concentrate on songwriting. Uh, during the 60s, they wrote a string of classical songs uh, for a variety of artists. Uh, let's see. One Chains was covered by the Beatles. Locomotion was written for their babysitter, Little Ava. It might as well rain until September. King recorded that was her first hit in 62. Uh, let's see, other songs in the early period, Halfway to Paradise, uh, Tony Orlando and Billy Fury did that one, Take Good Care of My Baby, Bobby V, uh, Drifters, Earl Jean, Herman Hermits, oh, I'm into something good, uh, One Fine Day for the Chiffons, Pleasant Valley Sunday for the Monkees, uh, You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman, uh, Aretha, uh, one, one Name Needed Only for Aretha. Uh, the duo wrote several songs recorded by Dusty Springfield, including Going Back and Some of Your Lovin'. Uh, let's see. Uh, in the 70s was when Tapestry came out. Uh, uh, in, well, uh, Carol King was living in Laurel Canyon. She met James Taylor and Joni Mitchell, Tony Stern, and they started collaborating. Uh, that also tapestry came out. Uh, you've got a friend. Let's see. Did Carol help collaborate on that uh, for, for James Taylor? Uh, Tapestry's first hit was "It's Too Late." Um, Carol King music, rhyme and reason, fantasy. Uh, she did a free concert in New York Central Park, hundred thousand people in nineteen seventy three. Uh, so this is like a pre-Scoots era still. Uh, Ramp Around and Joy, Jazzman, uh, Nightingale. In 1975, holy, if I didn't say, holy cow. Uh, in 1975, King recorded songs for the animated TV production of Maurice Sendak's Really Rosy, uh, released as an album. I had no idea. No, I'm not familiar with Really Rosy either. Uh, Thoroughbred, she worked with uh, David Crosby, Graham Nash, James Taylor, Waddy Wattel, and uh, then uh, Rick Ivers and Simple Things. Uh, let's see. Then moved to Atlantic Records for a few more of uh, Carol's albums. Even gets this. If you didn't think it could get better, it still does. Uh, holy cow, my ignorance on Carol King. In 1985, she wrote and performed Care A Lot, the theme uh, to the Care Bears movie. In 1985, she scored and performed with David Sanborn the soundtrack to the uh, uh, Martin Ritt-directed movie Murphy's Romance. Uh, Running Lonely, Love for the Last Time. I don't know if I know that movie. I thought it was something else. Um, she worked for with Eric Clapton and Branford Marsalis on her album City Streets. And then uh, in 1988, she starred an off-way production of A Minor Incident. Uh, she played Miss John Stone on Broadway in uh, Brothers of uh, Red Stuff. And in uh, 1966, she was in Brighton Beach Memoirs in I- the production in Ireland. Yeah, let's see. Nineteen in the nineties, she was getting covered more by uh, Dinah Carroll, Mariah Carey. 
Uh, let's see who else. Uh, uh, some other stuff. Uh, in the 2000s, uh, uh, she, she recorded a song, hit, Where You Lead, for the theme song for the show Gilmore Girls. Uh, and rewrote a few lyrics. Holy cow, Carol. You are the best. Uh, uh, wrote, rewrote a few lyrics to fit the mother-daughter story of Gilmore Girls. Uh, she often performs this song live with her uh, daughter, uh, Louise. She rarely performed the song after its original release uh, uh, for a little while. Then she tried to revamp and rewrite the song to make it more relevant. Uh, and the song now is strongly associated with female friendships and family members. In 2000, she appeared in a Gap commercial with her daughter, Louise. Uh, let's see. She did an album Rocket with uh, Steven Tyler, Babyface, and Katie Lang. Love Makes the World. Uh, there's also a deluxe edition. Uh, let's see. Uh, King launched her living room tour in 2004. It sounds like something we could do, the living room and the, uh, the bedroom tour. In 2007, she toured Japan with Mary J. Blige and Fergie. Uh, holy moly. Uh, that's so sweet. Uh, 2010, King and uh, James Taylor did a Troubadour reunion tour together, uh, recalling the first time they played at the Troubadour in West Hollywood. Uh, during the tour, King released two albums, one with James Taylor, uh, and the Essential uh, to Carol King uh, compilation album, and uh, then live at the Troubadour. Man, my, I'm real. I've Carol. I've really been slacking on my list. I'm gonna step it up because it's like uh, this is why I pay for Spotify so I can listen to whatever I want. Uh, 2011, she released a Holiday Carol, so I got that like. Uh, with uh, holiday standards and new songs written by her daughter Louise, her autobiographer, her autobiography, *A Natural Woman: A Memoir*, was released uh, in 2012 and hit number six on the best-selling charts by the New York Times. In 2012, she announced, or they, someone announced, that she was retiring from music, uh, and that that tour with James Taylor was her last. It was a good way to go out, uh, maybe not recording or re writing any new music. Uh, but then she said she never said she was retiring. Uh, she was just taking a break. Uh, she campaigned uh, for, for our president. Uh, she also uh, has got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame the same year, 2012, uh, Carol King has done a lot of work, uh, humanitarian work. Um, and let's see, I want to just, what's her musical here? Um, tributes and covers, so tons of stuff. Barbara Streisand, Isaac Hayes, some AHA, uh, Roberta Flack, uh, we know that one, Helen Reddy. Carpenters, uh, Richard Carpenter, and Scott Grimes uh, have a uh, a Richard Carpenter produced a version of Scott Grimes, one of my favorite uh, actors of my childhood. Uh, Gloria Stefan, I feel the earth move and it's too late. Uh, Linda Ronstadt, Mandy Moore. Oh, here's a, so there's a film biography in 96, loosely based on King's Life, Grace of My Heart, uh, written, directed by Allison Anders. And then a musical version of King's Life, uh, actually premiered in San Francisco, uh, pre-Broadway in 2013. And then hit Broadway in uh, November of 2013 at the Stephen Sondheim Theater. It's a book is by uh, Douglas McGrath. Uh, Jesse Mueller played Carol King and won the Tony. Uh, and Brian Ronan won uh, Best Sound Design for a Musical. So that's a little bit about Carol King. Maybe another time we could talk about Carol Kane, another one of my favorite carols. Uh, a lot of favorite carols. Uh, but uh, if you're new, uh, like I just want to touch on this briefly because I do tend to get over descriptive of this. 
Uh, but a, a long time ago, before there was um, uh, iPhones, right? Uh, there was iPods, and this was before the iPod Nano. These were uh, solid straight, or not solid state drives. These were uh, uh, platter iPods. I don't know how long this go was ago. Like it may have been in the B- BCE era. Kidding. It's like 10, 20, 10, 10, 12 years ago. And I don't think I got an iPod till like the third or fourth uh, generation. Like I had one with a touch wheel. And there was the first one and maybe the second one had buttons. And either the third and the fourth one, while still having platter drives, uh, you know what I mean. I mean, you can Google it. But I had one of those, right? I had an iPod. And this was back when the music business was still kind of trying to, like, uh, figure things out. I did have Rhapsody for a long time, but you couldn't really use that on your iPod. But you could use that on your desktop to stream music, similar to what we do now. And I believe Steve Jobs actually kind of predicted, and I don't want to get into economics because I really don't understand it, but Steve Jobs did predict this uh, happening, I believe, uh, that like uh, people would stop owning music and uh, like the consumers would stop owning music in movies. Uh, but back then, at this time, you still had to own music in movies and uh, one way is, uh, like, so, and you had to get it from wherever you had it. Like if you had a CD, you had to convert your CD, digitize it or whatever, and then put it on your iPod. Uh, cause this was even before I think maybe iTunes started selling songs for a buck or whatever. And there was times like if my computer wasn't necessarily connected to the internet or I would just be rushing through. And even when I would go visit someone, It'd be like like a family member, even my parents would be like, how come you haven't converted your CDs like uh, to digital? And so I was constantly doing that. And then, of course, I'd say, well, you know, my fee for this is putting it on my iPod. Uh, again, maybe, maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's a technicality, where, where, you know, that I'm mistaken. Maybe I'm mistaken in my re- recounting of that. But uh, and at some point I had an iPod and I'd done this for enough people then I had a pretty diverse selection of music, including a ton of Carol King music. And my favorite thing to do was to, to, to hit shuffle on my phone or whatever, iPod, and just be surprised because I had like uh, music from when my brother was living in, uh, in the uh, Czech Republic and, and Italy, you know, stuff like that. So it was, it was really fun. In the metadata, and that's really fun. There's this one artist, Pinky, and I don't know if that's really the name of the artist or whatever, because I think I tried to clean it up or something. Uh, but so, uh, I don't know, really good pop hits by Pinky or whoever Pinky's group is. And so, but at some point, so I was listening, and I think one of the features of this particular iPod was it would keep track of uh, what you listen to. And possibly it had a more simple algorithm in there to say, oh, you listened to uh, the the Descendants or something, so let's play more of that. And I don't know if it, like, even dug into another level of genre or anything. But at some point, like, uh, I do have trouble sometimes, like, uh, delineating, uh, you know, the the meaning meaning of things. I don't want to get into deep stuff here, but like, uh, what you know, wh- you know, who, what, why, where are you know here and purpose and all that and in spirituality. And sometimes things happen that are undeniably strange. Uh, and I know sometimes I interpret that as a sp- sometimes I say yes and sometimes I say no. Let's just say that. And at some point, this iPod. Whether it was synchronicity, a happy accident, or something greater at work, uh, the algorithm determined that uh, I adored Carol King music, which is is not. I do adore Carol King even more than now learning even more about her, and I do really enjoy Carol King music, and I enjoy it when it comes on. But like I said, I was always shuffling, so it wasn't like, oh boy, I gotta, you know. This, I mean, now when I get done with this, I will say, okay, let me settle in for a little Carol King playlist uh, and see if I could work to it. 
But at this time, it was just, I guess, like, I appreciate Carol King, and I enjoy her. And I endure, I, I guess, like, adore, at this time with this iPod was a too strong word. But this algorithm either adored Carol King. Well, at first, that's what I thought. I said, well, it's a glitch. Uh, I can live with it. Uh, if it was someone else, I probably would be like, oh, boy. Not another Bing bring Crosby holiday song. But this is great. A little Carol King action. And, like, as I've said, I'm, I'm not a perfect person. And I'm definitely, like, ignorant on many things. And I was ignorant at the time that this algorithm was occurring to Carol King's status, uh, uh, like in the world. And, uh, so I was, at some point I did say, well, this is happening a lot. What if it's not a glitch? What if it's something more, uh, what if Carol King's speaking to me for some reason? I guess I am like, this just shows like, uh, I, I said, what if I said yes to this? Like, uh, what if Carol King, um, is like again i didn't know her status so i said what if she's trying to help me or she's trying to reach out to me from the beyond and i really said some people this may sound out i mean if you don't listen to the, if you listen to the podcast you say typical scoots uh and since then uh as i've grown with the podcast uh and then I've even this is where it becomes better not worse it's say wait a second uh Carol King is a one like an existing being within our world, and I, I guess I do believe in the power of uh, what's that tuning fork thing called? The sympathetic vibrations, and I believe that, and I do believe this that Carol King's spirit uh, or her positive energy, her evolutionary you know drive to you know whatever you want to call it, uh, but let's just use spirit and spirituality in this general sense here. Uh, we could all agree to be say, well, let's try to be comfortable with it uh, because it's it is tougher to describe in another way. But Carol King's spiritual energy for positivity and growth uh, and love, I would even say, in adventure is so strong that she continues to that I, when I say yes, uh, like it, she influences me just by shuffle. And I said, oh wait, there's a spirit in this machine. Uh, maybe I should listen to all of the shuffling. And since then, like with the pod, in the podcast, I've recorded some of these, recounted them. Is uh, like I'll just hit shuffle and then I'll see where things go. And so it was just the other day I said, uh, like I was sitting around and I was kind of feeling listless, I guess is the right word. And I guess I am trying to be more mindful and in the moment. And this is really part of my journey, personal journey is like uh, to try to at least find two or three spots in the day where I can check in and be in the moment. But also maybe just listen. Maybe it's just to the sounds of uh, the birds or my dog's breathing or and then to see if I could uh, like uh, say, hey, Drew, do you need some comforting like uh, or. Uh, hey, if I'm with another person to pause or before they come and say, oh, hey, is there a way of me to be service to this person? Uh, and, and also I do in, 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 when I don't have any of that, I say, well, let me turn, let me hit shuffle and see what uh, Carol says. And so this day it was, uh, it was a play that funky music uh, came on and they said, uh, uh, like, uh, first I just I said, okay, let's get out. Let's start walk dancing because there's nothing better than nothing. That song makes me think uh, more of than walk dancing, even though you're supposed to lay down and buggy at some point. And I said, well, I could do that, but probably not on the sidewalk. Uh, and then I was like, who makes it? Is that wild cherry that makes that song? Cause I was trying to not to drink, uh, like any SODA. And so I said, okay, let's not think about that. And then I was thinking about recently uh, in the, the Clark's world, which is uh, someone I support on Patreon and is like a, like a, a sci-fi monthly. Uh, check it out. It's like amazing collection of fictional, non-fictional stories and essays and stuff. Uh, they also have a podcast. But it recently had read something in there about uh, a space funk uh, particularly related to Parliament, and, but say, okay, other than Parliament, is there other space funk? In this article, 
had uh, devised that. And then I said, wait a second, did it, someone just like said that this was the last tour? And then I was like, is it, who, who, who was it? Was it Bootsy? Was it George? Uh, and I didn't, like, I didn't know. And then I said, holy Carol King, like, uh, please don't let me, uh, make any presumptions and even, you know, about anybody, anybody's status anymore. Uh, but I was just walking, like, I guess I was walking like a funky chicken. Is that a song? Funky chicken? I think that was a song, but I was actually walking like a chicken would walk to funk, but me. Uh, so I think a chicken would more strut, but I was walking funky like a chicken. Yeah, I guess more descriptive, not like a funky chicken. I wasn't doing the funky chicken. I was walking like a funky chicken. And in all of the irony, doing that instantly, uh, as my headphones were ringing and my head was wondering about space funk, I did uh, a trip right as Day Tripper came on. And luckily, I made a like I'm good. I do I do that so often that I made a so, shoulder roll, uh, which I like because I'm just really an expert at it. And uh, then I laid on my back and I was looking up at the sky through the trees. And then I was actually lay I was laying down and bugging just like the, the, uh, the previous song had said. And like I was trying to follow Day Tripper, but it just kind of moves fast. And I was looking through the trees, and I said something one way, you know. And I was like, uh, and then I was relaxing because one time I had heard about a meditation or a visualization that you can actually. This is actually something you participatory or whatever, where you try to look at it, lay on your back on the ground, or I guess you could be sitting or standing. And you're looking through a tree to the sky, and you try to look at it long enough and relax and get to a state where you're switching, like, instead of this, you're seeing the sky for the trees and the trees for the sky, so that the sky is the solid and the tree is the air. And it's just, I don't know if it's a thought experiment so much as a, I don't know, I've tried to do it. I don't know if I've ever actually done it uh, I've spent enough hours trying to, and that's like a kind of free way, instant way to try to day trip, in my opinion. But then at the same time, I heard this whirring and whooshing, and it was next to an empty field there, laying, and then I noticed I was distracted because I said, wait a second, this is like a, a dog zone, if you know what I mean. And I mean, I was on the sidewalk. And so I said, okay, let me sit up. And uh, then I got you like, and I said, what is this whooshing and uh, whirring? And it was the strangest thing because it was, uh, uh, next thing I knew, uh, there was a ship landing. And it was, uh, this was strange. It was neon, like neon green and pink and blue, which I think are my, oh, and yeah, there were some yellow stripes. So like, those are my favorite neons. I don't know if any, like, of neon paints and day glow, they also call those day glow, as opposed to neon, neon, Claude neon, two benders 99pi neon. And on the side of the ship, it said, Gray Victory. And I said, what, like, that song was also playing in my head by Carol King. And I said, 10,000, 10, uh, uh, M A N I C like uh, you know you know ten thousand uh, uh yeah that band like uh, that group uh and uh, I said that's funny gray victory there's nothing gray about this ship uh and then I said am I about to get funkadelic here and uh, then it just sat there in the field and I said okay well uh, maybe this is the gray victory I've seen the spaceship. And then I was saying, Scoots, didn't we have a space-related adventure? How did that go? And I was trying to remember. I said, I think it had something to do with launching an entire mountain into space. Uh, it's something with a Z-O-O-O. Z-O, yeah. And uh, I said, what, what happened? How did that go? And I said, oh, that's not related to this at all. And I said, I'm pretty sure. I said, Carol King was probably the heroine. Uh, but I was like her assistant, you know, assistant to the heroine, which is always a good position to be in. And, and that's where, okay, so I said, say yes, Scoots. I said, Carol King, how may I serve the universe? 
And I, like this song came on that was like Radiohead and Smashing Pumpkins, uh, if there is a God. And I said, okay, well, boy, like I said, that's, I said, I don't know if now's the time to ponder that question. Uh, but I said, okay, well, uh, like I said, if there's a goddess, uh, like, or a guiding principle or whatever, or Carol King is guiding me towards this great victory in Glow colors. Uh, and I said, well, I'd like to touch the day. I said, is it a good idea to touch a spaceship, uh, one that doesn't belong to you, uh, two that just landed presumably from outer space? It could have been some sort of uh, uh, just general flying machine. And so I went up to the ship. I had to walk around and get through the fence to get into the field. And by then the steam had cleared. Uh, but the ship had just kind of sit, it, it didn't sit there in total silence. Uh, there was some creaking, you know, because of the expansion and contractions with the atmosphere and the changing of temperatures of metals. Uh, even a couple uh, nice pops. Uh, and then I said, well, I wonder what the temperature is. And I said, will this be a matte feel or a shiny feel? Because I don't associate, no offense, but I associate day glow colors and matte. And I did put my hand on this one part of the ship. On the uh, My thumb was on the blue, that, that day glow blue. My uh, index finger was on, you know, a hot pink or hotter than a hot pink. My middle finger was touching yellow, and then my ring finger was touching green. And I was kind of rubbing, like, uh, uh, caressing the ship. I mean, yeah, I guess uh, gently caressing the side of the ship, feeling it. And as all things Carol King tend to do, I started to feel that the ship was beautiful, and the cure came on, how beautiful you are. And I said, holy, my, you know, Caroloni, yeah. And I said, you're a really nice ship. Uh, I really, really like you. And uh, I'm just wondering if anybody, you know, at some point, I said, if you if you have a purpose or you got like one of those gantries to lower or you want to let me, anything, me in on anything, I'm probably not the only one that sensed your arrival. Uh, and then I said, okay, maybe no, nothing. I said, well, I'm here on behalf of Carol King. And then just like in every movie, uh, m- mostly, I don't think in the arrival this happened, but, uh, cause you had to go up in the bottom of it. Uh, but uh, like it's, the steam, you know, went and then the, the gantry came down and the entrance was, you know, shrouded in mist, uh, and I stood there, kind of in amazement, but also in a hurry, because they said, I, like, uh, uh, I said, we got to get, get this taken care of before, you know, the, uh, you know, I've seen enough TV shows to know what happens next. I just, just co- you know, they're going to cover this thing right up. Uh, and And then nothing happened other than the steam clearing. And I said, okay, should I, I, sh- I guess I should go up the gantry way because, but then I said, okay, but it, then I had a rival in my head. I said, well, I, that's, I'm not qualified for that kind of communication. Or maybe I am, like, because I'm not, like, good at r- regular communication. And I said, well, doubt, I wouldn't, I'm not good at interpretation. And I said, Scoots, why are you down? This is a beautiful, let's just go on there and tell them how beautiful your ship is. It could be Parliament and Funkadelic together again as, you know, the same, you know, the same band with two names. They said, Carol King wants you to go ahead. You're in the arms of Carol. You're wrapped in her tapestry around your shoulders, uh, keeping you safe. Uh, and so I walked up the gantry way. I walked into the ship and uh, like uh, went into like what could only be called a foyer or like, I guess, in a more modern home, as we've talked about in the past, a mudroom. Which, like, I said, well, is this a foyer or a mudroom? I said, is that the right term, foyer, F-O-Y-E-R? And I said, usually, if you have a foyer, that's at the front of your house, right? And it's a place really where your stairs end. And I said, is that the door, like, this between the two doors? And I was talking to myself about this, which I find uh, can either be disarming or, you know, it could help me if if anybody was observing me. Plus, I was just wondering, 
And then I said, I wonder if spaceships have a shoes on or shoes off policy like uh, homes do. And it, because you can see the mudroom, that's from the garage into the kitchen. It's an extra place to take your boots off if you live in a winter place or a muddy place or a place where you say, uh, like, uh, we got to find another room to, to, to sell these people. You know, they say, well, this also has a mudroom, by the way. Will that seal the deal? It, I, if I, I said, if I lived in an area that had, uh, like I said, I probably, I'd probably say, ooh, mudroom. Is that like a kind of mud I can get into to realize that would be my mud room? Yeah. Like a room full of mud, like, uh, of course, temperature controlled. Uh, now I'm a room made of, maybe a mud, a room made of mud. That I said, I could go for that, but I prefer like a kind of like a hot tub with mud and maybe a couple mud benches that are part, you know, for relaxation. Uh, and then I, then I saw, thought about, okay, and there was a bench there. Or I said, holy cow. First I sat down on the bench. I said, what a uh, buffoon I can be sometimes. I said, this could actually be a being. And I just sat on the being. And unfortunately, uh, then Achilles' last stand, like uh, from Led Zeppelin, a live version of that started in my headphones. And I said, I better turn the volume down. And actually the bench said it was it was a being. It said, hey, buddy, uh what are you doing? And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, uh, and then I didn't know where to look because it did not have a clear, uh, I said, do you like, do you, and again, I thought about nature and stuff. Uh, do you look a bench in the eyes or not? Uh, uh, but I was kind of so, uh, flummoxed that I said, like, I looked to the left, I looked to the right, I looked up, I looked down. I was sitting on the floor at this point. And I said, gee, I'm so, so sorry. Like, uh, I uh, had my volume turned turned up. I just didn't know if is this a, a shoes on or shoes off spaceship. And then I saw the bench began to laugh, and it was a bench like uh, where if you once you calm down for a few seconds, you say, "Oh, you just look at the bench straight on," and that's uh, like the proper way to do it. And uh, again, when you need it, you can also use this to just picture a tapestry. Of Carol King, not just a, just a physical and an aural one wrapping you on your shoulders, but also winding its way through your ears, through your lymphatic system, through your circulatory system, her music uh, vibrating in the spaces between your cells. Uh, and that helped me calm down to the fact I was talking to a bench that I just sat on. And I was asking it what could be a ridiculous question because the bench was having a chuckle. And then the bench said, Achilles, Achilles. And I said, oh, do you, have you seen the movie? I think that's how they said it in the movies. Uh, and then the bench mentioned the irony that I was talking about shoes and Achilles. And I said, oh, you're pretty familiar with the human anatomy, huh? And the bench said, you're not really familiar with our anatomy, and I said, uh, nope, you said, but to be perfectly honest, I said, uh, by the way, the paint outside of the ship is gorgeous. And I don't mean to, like, uh, shortcut our rapport building session here or whatever it is. And also ask a billion questions about how are we communicating and are you, like, I said, but uh, I don't know if you, which planet you think you, like, if you thought you landed on a, a planet open-minded and embracing but I have a feeling that's like two or three solar systems over. Uh, this one, I said, uh, usually there's like, uh, I said, uh, in the bench, uh, took a breath and said, uh, oh, darn, we did miss the mark. Uh, uh, we were trying to get to uh, Car- Car- like uh, one of the planets Carol King's on. And I said, oh, she has a planet now. I said, that makes perfect sense. I said, but if you're going there, could I get a ride with you? And the bench said, no, 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 we're supposed to be here. And I, I said, okay. I said, uh, oh, I said, well, how can I help? Uh, and then the bench said, it was this Omaha. And I said, actually, it is not Omaha. So I said, that's good. We've, we're, we've got that. I said, I do know someone uh, from uh, my friend David Kay who makes uh, Love Your Work podcasts. I think he's from Omaha. And the bench said, was, uh, I love that guy. I said, yeah, he's a bachata dancer. Bachata, bachata. I said, I always mispronounce that. Uh, 
And then the the bench said, you know, I saw your dancing. And he said, I don't mean to uh, take things off the rails here, but I said, are you just, are you the whole ship or just a bench? Uh, and they said, harumph, just a bench. And I said, okay. Uh, I said, okay, okay. So I'm sorry. Like, uh, let's, like, I, again, I dove back into the niceties. I said, this isn't Omaha, but, uh, they can probably help get you there. I said, we should probably get out. I said, does this have a cloaking mode? Uh, and the bench said, no, no, no. The day glow colors, like, uh, yeah, they're a cloaking mode, but, but, you know, in plain sight. And I said, okay, you don't have familiar with Omaha or day. I said, well, let's get, I said, can you get a lift off going here? I said, I'll get you to Omaha. Uh, right, right. We'll be, you know, right away. And we took off, and then as we were launching off uh, vertically within Earth's atmosphere, uh, the bench said, well, how do, okay, where where to? And I said, straight to Omaha. And the bench said, okay, which way? And I said, uh, I said, my phone's really not getting the best service up here. And then I even said west, and I said, no, 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 east. But this ship, I guess, I said, you better slow down, because I said, okay, we're over, like, uh, Honolulu now. And I said, okay, no, no, east, 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 east. And I said, okay, I think one time I drove from Indianapolis to Omaha. I don't know if I drove straight there or, uh, and then the bench said, Americans. Like, I said, oh, yeah. He said, okay, geography is not our forte. He said, have you ever had our French fries? Uh, and the bench said, uh, no. And I said, okay, now we know. Uh, he said, well, okay, where in Omaha? And then the bench just laughed because there was a, I said, okay, we'll find it. Uh, and I said, okay, let me look out the window. And the bench showed me where a window was. Because like in the Clown and Crow song, Omaha was playing the whole time. And then I said, uh, uh, well, how am I going to find Omaha? I don't know. Like, everything looks the same from up here. I mean, once you're over the Sierra Nevadas, then I really said, then I was out of my depth. They said, is Omaha, is Nebraska before or after the Rocky scoots? And I said, I got no idea. And then I was trying to get my phone to tune something in. Uh, then the Pixie song Tame came on, and I said, oh, okay, uh, just calm down. Uh, and then I said, oh, the Omaha Zoo, I've I've been there. And uh, it's indoor, it was indoors, and I went back to the bench, and uh, I said, it, like, I had gotten a signal, so I said, like, also, so, like, at the same time, like, uh, the, all the light bulbs went off. The Pixies, uh, Tame, the Zoo... And I think my phone had heard me, so it gave us directions to Omaha Zoo. And uh, then I took. Then I said, "Okay, wait a second. This we're up in the air, though. So what does this mean?" And then the bench said, "We were." And I said, "Okay, stop. Can you stop the ship? Can this ship hover?" And the bench said, "Of course it can hover." And I said, "Okay, go." And I said, can you, like, rotate the ship so I can figure out what direction we're pointing in and, it, like, uh, rotate it 90 degrees? What's the difference between 90 and 45 degrees? And the bench was at 50%. And I said, holy cow, we got ourselves a bench median. And and the bench said, close. And I, okay, okay. And finally, original, the short answer is we got our directions. We started heading towards the Omaha Zoo. And I said, what's our mission? What does Carol King need us to do? And uh, the, the bench said, make a delivery. And I said, okay, okay, well, uh, where? And I said, like, Carol King's in charge, Scoots, don't worry. That's what the bench said to me, I said to me. And so we were kind of hurtling at it more than, like, uh, really fast, but really safe. And I saw like not like somewhere I, I would assume it was like the Omaha Fairgrounds or the Omaha, uh, you know, parade grounds or something like uh, just outside of Omaha, like an open space area, but it was very organized and I could see people gathered. And then, from within the ship, I felt a thumping, and I said, "That is both a bait." I said, "This is some deep funk within me." 
And I felt like, uh, like, uh, like something you can only like, uh, I know there's probably instruments or sounds that make a wiggity wiggity, uh, like, uh, but I don't even know how to describe it, but like, it's like a bassy thing with a wiggity wiggity and you like kind of like a, like a, a pleasant wheezing sound. And I said, is this like, maybe that's the instrument, uh, like when you're in the kids, kids, uh, uh, percussion, percussion, like you got your triangle, you got your blocks, you got your shakers, you got your also maracas and shakers nowadays. Uh, you have, uh, uh, you have other things, but then you have a wooden thing that you rub a stick on, you know, and it has little, um, notches in it. I don't know what that's called. I don't think it's a piccolo. But I always associate the piccolo with this, even though I'm wrong. Uh, also, tambourine. I'm sorry, tambourine. I forgot to mention you and any other uh, special kids' percussions, because I was hearing kids' percussions. Yeah, but I was also hearing a funk cover of uh, NWA song "Gangsta Gangsta," and I couldn't, I couldn't believe my ears that it was so good, and. It was just like, it, and it was, it was, I don't know, like, uh, and I said, is this playing in my, because that song was playing, that's how I reckon, I said, I recognize this song, and then by the brilliance of Carol King, and then I felt our ship descending, and I could feel the, the music, uh, uh, the, the sweet beats, the sweet funky beats, I noticed I was dancing, uh, a bit like still like a, 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 a funky chicken, a chicken, whatever, you know, I was dancing funkily. And then I was dancing to funk. I was actually being vibrated by the funk. And we landed in a field uh, where there was a, like in this the ship, you know, it did the same thing I saw. And I, then I felt it in my heart, really. Like sometimes when you're at music festivals, you know, it can be, it can't be great. Uh, but there's other times, at least for me, you feel a connection or you feel like, like a, or you're with a group of people that you don't know, experiencing something. It could be just in a museum. And there is some sort of uh, connection. And I felt it. I could feel the joy of the people gathered around the ship because they were, the music was blasting out of the ship. It became totally clear to me that uh, this was like some sort of funkadelic moment, uh, and that I was in, uh, like, uh, something like the Mothership Connection, and I was feeling the Mothership Connection. And, of course, then we landed, a stage descended, and uh, Parliament, uh, like, uh, uh, got out there and started laying it down. And they, they, they did, uh, like, their own songs and covers, and a lot of it had a throughput uh, uh, to encourage people uh, to treat everyone with dignity and kindness or to say, well, please, uh, you're not treating people, you know, really like, uh, mind blowing. And I could feel the connection, the mothership connection, uh, between the music, between Carol King, the audience, Omaha, the day glow colors. Then I noticed there was also neon in the ship as the night fell. And, uh, it was just a moment, like, like I said, holy mackerel. And then I said, I need a nap. Uh, and then I said, like, wow, like, uh, I don't know, there were set breaks, but it was a really long set. Uh, I went back to the bench and I said, thank you. And the bench said, hey, like, I didn't mind you sitting on me. We are, uh, by the way, we're a no-shoes ship. Uh, and I said, okay, let me take my, and the bench said, I'm just kidding. Uh, and I said, I can leave my socks on. And then I climbed down the bench and I curled up, uh, uh, feeling the funk outside of the ship, uh, experiencing the funk, and curled up there, feeling safe at the same time, uh, feeling warm, and uh, feeling surrounded, and embraced, in the in the connection with uh, with uh, Parliament, uh, Funkadelic, the Mothership, the whole uh, the whole thing, NWA, everybody. And uh, yeah, I felt good, and and I drifted off into one of those uh, deep. Uh, uh, calming, resting, uh, luxurious uh, naps. I drifted off so comfortable on this bench uh, that was also snoozing and snoring. And the bench's uh, snoring uh, was also just relaxing and comforting me in a reassuring way. 
both of us cloaked and swaddled by the tapestry of Carol King. Thanks, Carol. Uh, I want to thank everybody for the show on Patreon. Uh, Greta, Adam, and Carrie with a K. Thank you, thanks, thanks, and good nights. Uh, Zachary, Jessica, and Liam, uh, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Patrick, Joan, and Eric, uh, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Lena, Jackie, and uh, Kelsey, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Serena, Ruth, and Nick, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, John, Alex, and Kelly, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, David, Gary, and Ian, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Christine, Stephanie, and Susan, thank you, thanks, and good night. Kenneth, Samantha, and Emily, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Owls, William, and Dustin, thank you, thanks, and good night. Shelly, Julia, and Terry, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Stanley, Ken, and Connor, thank you, thanks, and good night. Marla, Eddie, and Ashley, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Dennis, uh, Richard, and uh, Wilsker, uh, uh, W, thank you, thanks, thanks, and good night. Uh, Tom, Christine, and Rachel, thank you, thanks, and good night. David, Carrie, and Lindsay, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Mary, Stephanie, and Susan, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Lisa, Murray, and Kelly, thank you, thanks, and good night. Elizabeth, David, and Cade, thank you, thanks, and good night. Kate, Eric, and Jay, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Madison, Samantha, and Marinda, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Christina, uh, Nancy, and Tia, thank you, thanks, and good night. Eleonora, uh, Faith, and Gina, thank you, thanks, and good night. Lynette, Mike, and Heath, thank you, thanks, and good night. Mary, Ashley, and Jen, thank you, and thanks, and good night. Colleen, Jack, and Alania, thank you, thanks, and good night. Uh, Colleen, Jack, and Alina, thank you, thanks, and good night. Thanks, everybody, for supporting the show on Patreon on a monthly basis. That's really, uh, you keep the show going. If you want to find out how to become a patron or uh, look at our sponsors or look at anything else, go to our website, com. And we're part of Night Vale Presents, and you can find out about all of the amazing shows over there at nightvalepresents.com. Thanks and good night. Especially the newest show, uh, uh, Good Morning, Night Vale. I'm saying good night, but in the morning, they give it a listen. Good night.